Welcome to this week's episode of Comfort Monk Podcast. Today on the show, uh, we've got the Sloppy Boys as a musical guest, and we've got our friend uh, Brett Nash as an interviewing guest. So uh, Brett, Brett's here with me on the phone right now. Um, Howdy. Do you want to tell us who the Sloppy Boys are and kind of how, how you think the conversation ended up? So uh, Sloppy Boys, they... Well, not started out. Well, yeah. They came from uh, the Birthday Boys, which is a great sketch group out of uh, L.A., originally from Ithaca, and then they had a IFC show for a second, but uh, for a couple of seasons that I believe both of us are huge fans of. Yeah, and uh, then they uh, started a band. We get into a little bit in the uh, episode, but yeah, started a band that is a very fun party rock band, and it's, uh, it's a treat. And uh, the interview was lovely. I kind of, Dylan kind of was like, if you have any guests that you think we should have. And then I uh, went to one of the Sloppy Boys Zoom room, which you also find out about in the episode. And I was just like, there it is. They have an album out. It's prescient. It's time. And uh, then it was a beautiful conversation. And they were lovely to listen to. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed listening back to it. It was, it was making me laugh. Uh, they've got a new record out, uh, Paradiso, which is the third in their, I don't know if you'd call it their party rock trilogy or what, but, um, there's, there's definitely like a circular component to it. Um, and that, that just came out this summer, uh, fairly recently. Who knows how long recently was, uh, in COVID time periods, but. July 31st, I think. I think it was Dylan's birthday. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, so everybody should uh check out the Sloppy Boys, check out the Birthday Boys. Um I think you can still get box sets uh of their IFC show. Um the you know, a lot of the guys, especially the the three that are in the Sloppy Boys especially uh tend to show up on a lot of Earwolf and Scott Ackerman related shows like uh Comedy Bang Bang exactly. and stuff like that. Um so there's all sorts of stuff you can see that are, you know, uh, featuring either the birthday boys by name or individual birthday boys uh, doing other cool stuff. But yeah, Brett, uh, we really enjoyed having you to Columbia to record the, the interview. And uh, we drank a beer or two while we were doing it and had a good time. And it yeah, seemed- it was, it was an, a great excuse to come up to uh, Columbia for a nice little evening. Yeah, it seemed really fitting uh, for an episode uh, with the Sloppy Boys to get a little sloppy ourselves. Exactly. Wouldn't be right if we didn't. Well, cool, Brett. I, I really appreciate uh, all that you've done for us, and um, we're looking forward to uh, hearing some more stuff from you, too. So I'll let you get back to work, but I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, I've actually, I, I meant to mention earlier... Uh, the Sloppy Boys kind of influenced a uh, something that I made that might come out late uh, in a little while on a Comfort Monk related thing to tease a little something. Oh yeah, not to plug my own stuff, but so no, no, yeah, plug so away. It all it's all full circle. It's all full circle. And then the Sloppy Boys Zoom rooms happen in the next two Fridays, which which last Friday of September, first Friday of October. So. uh, Go to their Instagram and check that out. And 
should be a good time and it's a dream eddie thank you for sure see you brett cool. Well, all right. It's nice to talk to you, sloppy boys. Um, everybody doing well today? Yeah, yeah. we're great. Nothing Thanks for having us. too exciting. Right, right. I mean, nobody's really doing anything exciting, I guess. No, that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. Anyway, let's let's start from the beginning. Um, do what? What's the first band each of you is in that you remember? Probably like back in high school or something. Ooh, Jeff, you had um, a band, right? Yeah, I was I was in a band called Mo Funk. Ooh. M O M O F O N Q U E. And I played the like? saxophone. And then I was in a band called Three Hour Tour in high school. And uh, Three Hour Tour. <laughs> yeah. Were those both on drums or you play kind of everything, right? Well, uh, the Mo Funk was saxophone. That's and right. And then three <laughs> three hour tour I was saxophone and then uh I want to say guitar, like rhythm guitar. Nice, nice. Yeah. Tim, I um, I'm like a was just like a bedroom guitar guy doing my own thing, and I've never been in a band, but kind of immediately before doing any Sloppy Boys shows, me and Jeff kind of messed around with a Weezer uh, Weezer tribute band that played maybe twice in in two backyard parties, but that was, and I was already in my late twenties, so I uh, I'm a late bloomer. Hey, the better late than never. Better late than never. Yeah. Uh, was so that was in L.A. Then. Yep. Yeah, that was. We all like used to live at a a, a big gross house with our uh, sketch group, and uh, <laughs> we had we had some backyard parties there. There you we go. Played, uh, our Mike? band played the. Oh, Mike, go for it. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my yeah. My first band is the Sloppy Boys. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> my only band. I will never <laughs> play in another band for as long as I live. I don't think no. I don't think I've ever done anything musical uh, other than the around the sloppy boy or the birthday boy's house, just sort of playing music whenever, and then no band structure until this. So, how what made y'all start the sloppy boys? Because I mean, birthday boys is still it's still going as we speak. But what made you want the three of you to start a band? <laughs> Somebody's probably playing those DVDs somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I we, I we started as a cover here. band. We were we were just playing cover songs at the house, and then in one of those uh, backyard parties we had, I think we we had like a thing called Fredonia Fest because we live lived on Fredonia Drive, was it? Yes, Fredonia yeah. Drive, right? And uh, yeah, so we decided to be part of that, and it was basically just bands playing all day, and uh, we were play, we were a cover band for that, and we played. Oh, we played uh, The Weight, we played uh, Starships, <laughs> Mickey Minaj's Starships. All over the place. Oh, all, and all over the map. Um, what, what else did we do? We did uh, Zombie Zoo by uh, Zombie Zoo, Tom right. Petty. Well, I, I think our the main thrust was, because at that time we, were, we called ourselves the Sloppy Boys Jangly Band, and we I think we thought we were going to be more Roots Rocky, because we, like, <laughs> we, uh, we played Like a Rolling Stone, and it, yeah, and it had a, this kind of like uh, earthy '60s jangle to it, but then some weird departures. I don't know why we played the Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> I think it was just because we could. Somebody f- like was like, "Oh, that's easy to play. All right, let's play that." <laughs> yeah, but it would have been cool if we did like the bands 
or like Bob Dylan's take on starships, but we just tried to play it as top 40 sounding as his <laughs> right, right. Oh, so not even jangly, just straight up copy just the pop. song as is. Well, it was jangly as in its own. <laughs> it ended up being <laughs> unintentionally. We, we played, what was it? There was a Taylor Swift song we played. Um, Shake it off? Take it. Take it off, Shake yeah. It off, yeah. Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's funny about that first show is um, I think we also covered um, You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, our friend Dave Ferguson told me later that he was walking – down the <laughs> down the, he's walking down the driveway to that party. <laughs> he couldn't see us. We were playing in the backyard, and he heard us playing. You can call me Al so fast that he could tell. <laughs> walking to the party, he was like, "Oh my god, these guys are so nervous. They're blowing." <laughs> I thought Timmy. I thought you were gonna say he heard it was like. I thought you guys were playing like the CD. It was that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, exact opposite. <laughs> playing it over the house music. Well, now he's going to have to play the Sloppy Boy CDs. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he better. <laughs> so what better. made y'all transfer to originals? A real, you know, as an artist, as a musical artist, there's just a need to express yourself. Uh, sure. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, playing other guys' songs is fun. Other, other bands' songs are really fun. But uh, you really, had, yeah, it came time to express ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it's more for me as an entrepreneur, and I want right. to, I want to own the publishing rights. So that's kind of where right. I was. Oh from. yeah, right. Because I guess Actually, if you released think, a covers album, it would just be endless licensing. Yeah, well, no, we can't do that. We got to make all the, <laughs> the green for ourselves. I think actually the real kick in the pants for us was we have these uh, uh, friends that had a little bootleg TV studio set up in Highland Park. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw just East of L.A. Yeah, those videos were like these guys, um, Stony Sharp and Rob Getchman, bought all this vintage TV gear. And it was like legitimately analog cameras with an old-fashioned switcher and everything. And they told us, would you like to come here and play an in-studio set? And I don't think when they asked us, we maybe didn't have any original songs and or, or we were playing around with the idea but hadn't taken yeah, it seriously. Yeah. So I think I think the reason we decided to get originals together was specifically to play that that oh, little okay. session. Yeah. Yeah. And and like there's that weird what, what is that? What is that clanging and banging? There's, there's a puppy with a tail that is oh. hitting a bottom oh, of the table here. I took me. It a sounds like that puppy is too. down in a dungeon trying to. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it sounds to like out. an. Sounds like an oil derrick or something. <laughs> he did. I couldn't figure out what it was. For a How big is this puppy? You might have an adult dog on your hands. Just a very strong tail, I think. Very strong <laughs> tail. Um, we also our our buddies uh, don't stop or will die. Um, have you heard of them? Uh, oh, yeah. Paul Russ and M- Michael Cassidy, like they would also play shows around UCB that that we would play, and you know we would play like um, Fat Bottom Girls, and they would play songs that were theirs because they were a real band. <laughs> and so that, uh, that was extra inspiration and, uh, to play more. Yeah, originals. yeah, that yeah. definitely looked more fun. <laughs> and like, there's that weird thing where at a at a party scenario, or like there are certain shows where. Uh, you covers are more uh, fun, like for right. the audience. And when you're like, here's an original, people are like, uh. <laughs> but we we sort of got to experience the flip of like, once the first album came out, we had ten songs, but we would like throw in a bunch of covers because we had to fill like an hour of music sometimes. <laughs> and then we were just so happy when that second album came out, and we didn't have to rely on any covers to like buffer out the set. Well, we. 
when we were when we were doing just cover sets like at UCB and stuff, or parties or or whatever. I think people thought it was fun and funny because we were so loud and like sloppy about it. And the I had people were getting a kick out of like what are the what are those three doing up there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and we would that's funny that they are up there. That's not right. And, <laughs> and, then and we the would songs we made eventually the originals I think just came with jokes inherently in them, so they enjoyed that. And the joke somewhat shifted. <laughs> was there kind of a, any kind of holdover from Birthday Boys, like maybe even like material you took from that that you kind of morked better as a song and ideas with that? Hmm. Yeah, actually, unintentionally, I think that the song for, from our first album, there's a song called He He He. Right. And I don't <laughs> think we knew that we were doing it, but uh, Mike, that's the same exact melody that was in a birthday boys uh, sketch uh, where we were a band in the woods and I was singing ooh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. we're in the woods I've never but I remember that, that but it wasn't it was like Mike you were singing that song in the birthday boys writers room your or he 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 was like an early version of it he, 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 uh, Michael Jackson right right and then I kind of I like uh, by osmosis ripped you off and put it into my sketch and then we all sang it and then afterwards, it went back to its original incarnation. Well, and then I think he, he like I think I was singing that with Mitch in the room. Like he, he has much as much ownership of that song as I do, but even probably more so. And then I asked him, I was like, "Who came up with that?" And he's, he was like, "I think Cassidy actually did." <laughs> so he, <laughs> that may not even be our song, but that's probably. But then the closest I think you texted, didn't you text Cassidy? And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He, yeah, he was like, "I don't really remember," but it seems like it's a bigger deal to you than it is me. And I gave it, like, I gave it more shape and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think just the Michael, idea. Michael he, Cassidy is he's a he's a classically trained <laughs> uh, musician, so he's not going to be so territorial about a melody that's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for me, like getting a song down is like I, I don't have many of those in me, so I gotta <laughs> if, it, if it gets out of my my brain and mouth, I gotta. That's my only song. Gotta put it down. <laughs> um, so and actually, you know what? A party with the Reds came out. We we were singing that uh, on a like very early on like location scout for Birthday Boys for season one. What made you choose the Reds out of curiosity? I think it just, it's one of those things where it just came out of our mouths and it was like, well, that's funny. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I didn't remember this, but I'm just flashing, you saying that we were driving around in that old vintage car, right? Yes, uh, yes, like right. It was, a, it was Dave Ferguson texted us and said he was buying Dodgers Reds tickets and asked if who wanted to go. It was like a big group text. <laughs> and then you and I were in that car and we were like, like I was driving and you were sitting shotgun and then you, uh, I was like, text them that we want tickets. And then you were like, okay, yeah, we're going to party with the Ray. <laughs> <laughs> how many, so yeah, how many songs? So that we had to get from... that down on paper and that had to be a song too. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the memorable ones for, well, I mean, they're all, they're all memorable. Who am I kidding? Thank you. <laughs> um, so with that first album did from the outset, the onset, outset, onset. Anyway, um, was it always a plan to, for it to be a trilogy of albums from the beginning or to just kind of work its way into that? Not immediately, but pretty quickly. I think like when we saw how smoothly the first one kind of came out and the first one came out smoother, I think, than the others because it's 
simpler and also we had practiced the songs before we went into record them <laughs> <laughs> and like some of the later albums we were like kind of, kind of figuring them out in the studio but once that came out that's when i think uh i don't know tim or mike one of you was just like hey it would be cool if we did and if we did this next year and we just do three albums in three years that was kind of always the goal because once you have like a process in place then it becomes maybe fun to like the idea of uh making an album out of nowhere sounds too daunting to me but i think once we were like hey we can go into a studio crank it out in three days and there's a good burrito place next door and it's fun <laughs> to eat lunch at like you could once you could visualize like i would never just decide to make an album out of nowhere because that just sounds like too much heartache to me so i think once we saw like this was only three days and it was fun then we just did that two more times in the next two years. Yeah, and I think also like the payoff was fun or, or worthwhile because we we put the first album together, and I think it was kind of like, hey, I think this sounds pretty good. Where I'm certainly surprised we got it all down and it's being mixed, and now <laughs> it's on Spotify, and people seem to enjoy it in the world of uh, the Birthday Boys, Comedy Bang Bang Doughboys, and it sort of felt like um, a, just an extension of like doing sketches and. Uh, you know, the live shows were a lot of fun, and it just felt like, oh, let's do this one more time, or two more times, however many times we want, just to uh, keep it going, because it's fun, and it's uh, essentially like a sketch outlet in a way, or just a, a writing outlet. And it's, you know, it's almost like a, a, a sort of rock and roll fantasy camp, because it's the three of us playing fun, loud rock and roll music, and, you know, we're not necessarily that good at it, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> It's a lot of fun to play live shows. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I know I'm putting myself down. <laughs> come on, come probably on. the best bass, bassist you probably ever met. It's but true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Getty. Uh, I think we uh, <laughs> we're at the that we're still at the phase where like when one of us is singing vocals, the other two are laughing and videoing him on on our phones. <laughs> yeah. so, so so that's the level of artistry happening in the studio. Yeah. Well, I remember. Um, in one of the Zoom rooms, what was the name of the guy who mixed and recorded uh, Paradiso? Oh, uh, he mixed it, but we recorded our. Oh, right. Okay, our you damn did record it all yourselves. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew uh, Butler. He, he mixed Andrew all Butler. Because y'all had a big albums. attention to detail, from what I remember correctly, hearing from him. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he he he's like in the shit with us, and we probably drove drove him fucking nuts. Yeah, which he does is, he does a great job, and he's uh, he's a musician and is like a big time musician in his own right. Uh, he made it sound great. He knows sure. what's going down. But he, we've got kind of we've got like a Captain Beefheart thing going, where it's like the songs are written real fast, and the songs are recorded <laughs> really really fast, and then there's all the thought happens af- after afterwards. Do it in post. I think yeah. I don't. I think theirs was maybe yeah. like with the rehearsal, but like. We we run poor Andrew Butler into the ground with notes yeah. for songs that we wrote in half an hour and recorded <laughs> in half an hour. I bet if he was in the recording room with us, he would be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's going to make all of our jobs easier afterwards if we did just do this this way. Let's record this guitar first without all of us playing at the same exact time. So where did oh, you yeah, all that, record? That, uh, that should be said, too. We, we recorded at Bedrock LA, which is just sort of like a practice space in what is it echo park yep uh, yeah um and um the first album we recorded uh all together like we didn't really track it we just kind of all plugged in and went <laughs> and, it, and it 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 was good because you know it limits what you can do in a good way so we really had to pick our takes and kind of like there was minimal frankensteining you couldn't do too much because <laughs> we were on each other's mics 
Right. And then Weed and then we got a, got a little fancier on uh, on two and three, but it's all pretty much the same. Like uh, guitar and bass definitely get recorded at the same time. And actually, album two was recorded exactly the same way as mm-hmm. album one. So yeah, with all three albums, there's like there's one take that is the core of it. So there was always like a song that existed that then we piled stuff on top of. Yeah, we we call it the spine, <laughs> and when and when and when we hear it, somebody yells "spiny." <laughs> yeah, so yeah. many takes, Found it. and that's what Andrew. You know, on the first couple albums, Andrew would be like, uh, "No, do we want to keep this?" Somebody saying "spiny" here at the end. <laughs> 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 Three fucking dorks. <laughs> Spiny. <laughs> or, or just like so many times you're like, great. Oh, this great. Last note hits. That was great. <laughs> meaning, After a terrible meaning, take. I played it great on my end, I think. I wasn't listening to the other guys because I'm just trying to get my part down. Well, then the audience knows what to feel with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now with Paradiso, I... If I remember correctly, you couldn't record that completely live because, Jeff, you had an injury, right? Yeah, I was busted up. I fell in the shower. <laughs> up in, We had gone up to San Francisco like a couple days before we were going to be in studio for Paradiso. And uh, after a show, I fell in the tub and I broke a rib and uh, my foot. And uh, we had to put off drums until pretty much everything else was done. So I was just yeah. in the studio being being a little Phil Spector saying, do this, do do it again. <laughs> yeah. Was it tricky though recording drums under already pre-recorded guitar and bass? Uh, you betcha. Especially <laughs> yes. not having played drums for months ahead of time. <laughs> it's a big Jeff doesn't have drums like set up in his home, so he hadn't touched drums for three months. And then when we found a studio that could do like a social at this by that point it was COVID, and uh, Jeff had to get into like a, a socially distanced setup where it's one guy in a booth and him by himself in the studio, and that was like when you picked up sticks there, Jeff. That was like the first time you had drummed uh, since the show in San Francisco where, when you broke your rib. Yeah, well, oh, unless, that's right. Unless you did what I suggested, which was take some drumsticks, set some pillows and cushions up. And play them in your house like they were with drumsticks, as if as if they were really the drums. <laughs> I assume you did that. It's so funny to think of like a real drummer if he goes out. Not to say you're not a real drummer, a drummer in a uh, popular rock band. If he goes to like record an album or go out on tour, it's like oh, I'm going on tour. All right, let me uh, spend about a month playing. I'll get my body ready for like <laughs> that type of workout every single night. Mm-hmm. But it's like nope, Jeff, get in there and. Even even our live shows, I think it's a lot of times like you sit down at the drums and uh, the tech rehe- or the uh, sound check, and you're just like, okay, these aren't my drums, but let's see what we can do here. Yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a weird life. Because you uh, pretty much every tour you've been on was with Don't Stop Her Will Die, right? Yeah. Yep. And you just kind of share equipment there. Yeah. Their touring drummer Tony Thaxton, who's the drummer from Motion City Soundtrack, is like an amazing drummer and a career drummer and knows all of his stuff. So we're so lucky to be like, Hey Tony, can we hop on your kit? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't ever bring his own drums. Did he? I'm I'm trying to remember. No, but he secured the rentals or the backline stuff. He would talk to the guy. Right. And they, they were all like top, top of the line stuff. So I guess for all three of y'all, that was 
kind of the first touring you've done, right? Or as a mm-hmm. band, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did two tours, and they were both just so fun. Yeah, uh, I was really looking forward to uh, this third album touring around, because we were starting to figure out how to we'll do it, there. and like, yeah. We'll did you there. already it's have so shows fun. lined up? Or was it... Oh, well, we had we we bailed on a couple. We had a show, a, couple, uh, a, a Portland show and a Seattle show that we had to cancel, and then we kept them being like, "Oh, we'll come back." And we we never thought that that would be uh, delayed right. as long as it yeah. was. And then now it's just uh, now we just have no idea whatsoever. So it's funny. It's like when we've had people reach out to us about shows and stuff, but when you there's no answer you could give. Like yeah. there, I fully don't know what to tell to a booker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to come up with imaginary it's, plans it's right now. such a bummer thinking about here's we're on uh what's it september 1st today that yeah. the summer just happened and nobody no big summer shows were happening or uh that's such a huge part of like the summertime is putting together like getting groups together well, and going seeing there live was that, shows mike and, there was the 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 chain spoke smokers played in the hamptons you could have gone down. <laughs> i did go to that it was good but it wasn't the same because it's not a band i've ever really heard of before <laughs> okay I've heard of them. I haven't heard any of their songs other than the one on the radio, which I forget. Um, but you all have been doing the Zoom rooms, which I think are a oh, nice yeah. substitute. Oh, yeah. Because I've, I've been to three of them so far, and it's kind of nice being able to see everybody else. Like, even though you're not hearing, but, like, seeing other... It's like you're at a show, because you can see other people there. I'm like, oh, they're watching, they're watching, and you can just control whoever's talking. In yeah. fact, I... Yeah. The, the first one I went to, it was very breaking the fourth wall, because I was kind of laying in my girlfriend's bed, because there was nowhere to sit. And the next thing you know, um, I get lit up, and then... <laughs> It was like it's like when you see a TV show and you think they're talking to you, but then they actually are talking to you. It was. That's the best. I remember this. I I remember you from that. Now it's all clicking. What okay. are we talking about? I don't remember. We also get. Uh, well, yes, I, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was my girlfriend was in the living room watching some Lego game show. I had no oh, yeah, good yeah, anecdotes. Yeah. I was laying down. I was being lazy. I was not prepared. This is me trying to make up for that, I guess. Man, <laughs> nothing makes me happier than seeing somebody who's like so not ready to be on camera and, and then lighting them up. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's it, like seeing somebody who's basically in bed with their eyes closed and they just have their laptop like on the, on the bedside yeah, table. Yeah, they, they just want to have it like enjoy the time. I like people when, when we like we see someone just like take a huge hit of a bong and we're like, let's talk to that person. And then they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> this one guy that's just dancing with the bong, never actually answered, just was, was a dancing Vader around hat? with the bong. That yeah, the that's Vader right. Hat? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or not the hat. He was like wearing the helmet, but just not the face part. Yeah, that I guy was great. He, he, he comes back all the time. I forget his name. He's, uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably be lighting him up again this, uh, this week. There you go. And pretty much every week, I guess, is uh, Neil Campbell and yeah. Frank Gillespie showing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we uh, had a rough plan to like do ten weeks, for, uh, and to talk about a song each week. But then uh, as we got in there, you sort of see like ah, it's kind of more fun to shoot the shit. We'll talk about the song, but we'll take questions it's a rough and just guy, kind right? of yeah. And I, I've kind of had more fun as they've loosened up too. Like the first episode episode look at me it's not it's not a real show uh, it's not like an nbc like, exec 
like I had I had lights set up and I was like si- sitting uncomfortably and it was all raised and now I just like I kick back on the couch like you see right now. Now you're on the hey. toilet talking to whoever. <laughs> you did have a great laser show going on last week though. Yeah, that was trippy stuff. That man. was crazy, man. I was I actually I purposefully made sure to watch that one, but given the theme of that Zoom room, my details are very hazy of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did Mine remember, too because wait, go, but I was gonna say I will ask you your height, Tim, because in the AMA you did want your height asked. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hate when people don't ask. <laughs> that me. was really I'm funny. Six, <laughs> six foot even, uh, precisely. I my internet was cutting out, and I had a little bit of a breakdown in my home, and then I hijacked the chat and uh, did an AMA. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because we could hear you like every once in a while you'd respond. But I, it wasn't like uh, consistent enough where you could say a whole sentence without it chopping out. That was very funny. Yeah, that's that. what I was hearing. That's what you guys sounded like to me too, and I was going fucking nuts. <laughs> so all right, down. so you have Paradiso, which just came out, and it's kind of bittersweet. There's a lot of like it almost sounds like it could be the final Sloppy Boys album on a few songs. You have one yeah, last. Yeah, we bender. got you. Oh, you we, think we we're got you done? with that. Oh, but see, <laughs> but the last track is where it all turns around. Bingo. It's kind of yes. like <laughs> it's it's the after credits, the end question mark kind of. The yeah. fact that you picked up on that makes it all all the like figuring out the set list or figuring out the order of the album like so worth it <laughs> that somebody was that, like that's the one I was going to ask if that was on purpose the sure. order the way it was yeah well we we I mean the future it remains untold but we definitely talked about on this album we were like this is this should be a, a, a it's a conclusion of a trilogy whether or not we make other albums but it's definitely the completion of this specific party rock trilogy so we wanted to have some redemptive elements about the possibility of us within the album acknowledging and maybe declining the existence of alcoholism and (laughs) riding (laughs) off into the sunset like man yeah like one last bender armageddon's almost kind of a sad song in a way it's a little bit of a heartbreaker if if it didn't go it didn't if it didn't come from a comedy band i would have maybe think like Hey, this might be a real song, <laughs> except for yeah. some pretty some key like uh, moments are like, oh, this can't be very serious. Up oh, until the cool. moment where you say "looper," <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, the Pogues wouldn't have said "looper." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tom DeLonge. <laughs> oh, and um, I I feel like one song that I haven't seen get as much love as I would have liked to is "Oh Yeah." It's such a beautiful <laughs> dedication to the best filler phrase and songs in the world. That, that may be somebody people listening to and go like, I get it. <laughs> 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 I get this. Good for you. <laughs> well, it's funny to make a song where it's like, look, this is a little bit um, obscure. When it starts off, you don't really know what it's about. So you really got to go on the ride. And then when you, you take the ride and the l- ride leads to... Um, you know, the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> it's not. Maybe some people want to get off that ride. <laughs> well, they should get back I'm, on. Let's do it a few more times, folks. <laughs> and then right before closing, you have College Night, which is kind of, it's a very epic, well, I was going to say closer, but that's why I say free-for-all is kind of the after credits, whereas College Night mm-hmm. is the uh, final scene. 
Would you agree Ooh, on that? I like that. I like that. I, I, I agree. I think that that's, that's perfect. It, 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 it uh, climaxes, but then we got a little, uh, you know, the Marvel movies always have that post-credit <laughs> right. scene to keep you coming back. Yeah, see, see, notice all the all the characters we introduced in um, Free for All. Maybe those are going to be in the next Marvel movie. Ah, little, <laughs> the yeah, next Marvel movie. All right. Somebody, did you see? Somebody on Instagram today sent us some, like a meme type graphic thing they made of like what percentage of our songs <laughs> on this album uh, mention onion rings, onion rings. Or, or ketchup or something. But there is a recurring the ketchup. There's ketchup in a few songs. There's uh, there's some onion rings kind of floating around, and then there was a song that got cut from the album that was very ketchup and onion ring heavy. So it was just sort of <laughs> in the air at the time. Actually, I was going to ask: Are there a lot of songs that exist that haven't been on an album yet? No. Oh, well, <laughs> not like listenable. Just well, just, just muck. Uh, there's a lot of muck. There's yeah. There's a lot of demos, but I think like once we get into the studio, I remember on the first album we were like, we'll record. 11 and then we can cut one or two and still have an album and uh we didn't cut anything (laughs) and uh that's been kind of the approach is generally just like use it yeah if we got it use it i think we cut one song off of the second album but it's the longest by far so we could afford to cut one and then no cuts no cuts on paradiso either Uh, wait so which song was the one that got a cut uh or which album is Dancing on the Wind, second album, has a song that got cut, and it was called Bump Bump. <laughs> and it's oh, good. Yeah, right. We should, well, we, you know, we meant, we're just stupid, because we, I feel like we meant we to started, do something with it. When we went into the studio for the third, or, or started talking about making the third album, we're like, okay, we got that song done. We only need nine more songs or whatever. <laughs> and then we just flat out forgot. Just we'll so use it. Back. <laughs> now, a question that, it's it's rumors that have been brought up in the Zoom room. If this is too uh, too much of a scoop, we can cut this out. But I heard a little bit that there might be some vinyl of some of the past records. <laughs> who, did was that that just, who did you hear that from? <laughs> uh, again, this past week, I my was memories it Kirk, are hazy. The guy who makes French fries. <laughs> I, ooh, that you know what he might have mentioned it. He's looking at French I, fries and vinyl. I love how just so we can answer your question in a second, but I love how. Uh, he has turned into like even on like Twitter. Someone's like, "How did Kurt's French fries turn out?" <laughs> and he's like, well, great. "It also makes sense." I love that guy, and he's great. But it's very predictable that the same guy that would make handmade, homemade French fries would be the same guy that's asking about the vinyl. It's a, it's the ah. Kirk types that are interested. <laughs> so that now that I think about it, maybe it was just from him, and none of the three of you actually even mentioned vinyl. He put the bug in my head. Well, we may have we may have uh, we may have answered that question. We may have brought it up ourselves. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, you need we're, to stop we're, toking the bongs, Brett, on the Zoom room. I know. Room I know. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we we are working on the vinyl, but man, that stuff's expensive, man. Yeah, I've done it. It's yeah. not easy. <laughs> We're just trying to figure out, it's like because we have a we have a, a cool uh, like company. We're talking to it about it and stuff, and it's just that thing of like now. Luckily, a trilogy kind of makes it worthwhile, you know, because you could release three albums and say, "Hey, here's the thing," uh, as opposed to doing them one at a time. But yeah, we're still uh, working the the logistics. But gotcha. We're 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 gonna make that happen. All right, all right. Knowing us, that sounds good. <laughs> so, or. Uh, 
I guess so. Two of you are on the West Coast right now, and one of you is on the East Coast, correct? That's right. I'm in New York. Yep. So I guess probably not as a band. Or are y'all working on anything else as a band at the moment, sending any files back and forth or anything like that? We, we, no, we haven't yet for any anything new. Okay. Um, I mean, um, COVID's, I, COVID's got us all kind of bugaboo over here. Yeah. Dang. So, you know. Because I know, let's see, have y'all been staying busy personally? through it i mean i know tim you're right you've been writing and right i've been writing on and off. i was writing for a tv show that got canceled because of covid so then i just had to i kind of downshifted into the mode of doing nothing and i've i've had uh work come and go but it, it's uh it's funny it's like i'm at the moment i'm mainly like pitching tv shows uh, uh so that's not a job it's just like meetings so it's like a very funny day of sort of start my day and it's like i'll pitch uh, thing and then they pass on it and then I go straight to like a uh, <laughs> a a podcast or a Zoom room and it's so weird to be in the same like I'm standing here talking in the same mic and uh, <laughs> two very and different to go from being yes uh, to go from being like so Comedy Central it's the Tim show <laughs> and then and then suddenly have to uh, be like hey we're talking Master Bong Ripple here man. <laughs> uh, it's been very weird uh, but I, no I'm just kind of floating and. And also kind of enjoying letting myself in this biz, Hollyweird, um, I'll go, I'll go months without doing anything anyway. So I actually, you know, aside from the tragedy of COVID, I'm uh, personally enjoying having an excuse, an excuse to not be, uh, have a lot going on right now because it kind of suits me fine uh, to, to just kind of dick around for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Mike, Jeff, any yeah, I, uh, insights? I just uh, wrote a pilot that I'm pitching around, which, you know, is just kind of filling up my time. Uh, but, again, it's like uh, the type of I'm auditioning a little bit here and there on just, like, things you send in. But it's I think everyone in the world is just like, well, we can you can audition for something, but um, we don't know if we'll ever make it because <laughs> we don't know when <laughs> it will happen. Uh, so and thanks for the audition. Plus, the thing that got screwed most is is stand up, and that's what you you've been doing a lot over the last year was stand up, and that's the one that just like yeah. won't come back. I haven't done any of the uh, like uh, Zoom stand up shows yet. I should do one just to see what it's like. But it, you should. It's, it's kind of one of those yeah. things. I'm like, it feels very uh, daunting. Um, the other thing with COVID is like, uh, it, it, were COVID not going on, we would be ass deep in live shows, music videos. Right. Uh, that that's pretty much it. Live shows and music videos, <laughs> like like th- there would be, like th- our publicity push and our sort of live push. Um, normally, we wouldn't start kicking around new songs until like later in the year. Right. But uh, right. yeah, you got to give yourself some time to uh, to bask in be completing one. Because I mean, we've talked about other projects and other weird stuff. The Sloppy Boys will get into. We have a few ideas. <clears throat> For things that we would uh, do in the future, and they're not all just albums; it's other weird shit. But um, a lot of that is like, oh, that'll be fun to think of when we like, when we need a creative uh, outlet. But in this moment, getting an album over the <laughs> over the finish line uh, drains us so much that by the time it's done, I'm like, I could sit around for just a month <laughs> smiling at the fact that we got this done. I mean, you did three albums in three years. You deserve a little break. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. 
course. And they're three excellent albums. <laughs> um, hey, I, see, I didn't right. see any of them talked about during the MTV Movie Awards. I watched every frame of that. Or video, <laughs> video music video awards. Not the movie awards. I was disappointed. Hey, we'll, take, we'll take a popcorn or a movie <laughs> yeah. man or whatever they're giving us. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I thought we, you're I thought we fit into that right? crowd. What? <laughs> working for the EGOT, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so but we don't only need over the MTV. MTV. <laughs> The MTV EGOT. The VGOT. The VGOT. MTV God. <laughs> All right, I'll just, uh, as we close down here, I'll just have a few little uh, miscellaneous questions that uh, I crowdsourced Ooh. from some friends. Ooh, uh, nice. One of my friends uh, really just wanted me to ask only questions about Doughboys, so I let him have two because you could do that on Doughboys and not on Comfort Mode. Um, one person asks... Um, is there any chain that Mike would give five forks? Oh, Mike, Mike Hanford? Hanford? Uh, yeah. Oh, because I gave what, a, a one fork to the last I was on? Uh, <laughs> you were really hard on Wendy's breakfast. I Mike, was. And, uh, I, I guess I, I will use this platform to apologize <laughs> for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, what you know what I really like I like that uh, Jersey Mike's sub sandwich shop a whole lot. Um, <laughs> really, I love Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh, I like Arby's too. Arby's is one of those ones where I'll drive by one and be like, "Ooh, I don't need to eat lunch again," but I, <laughs> there's an Arby's close by. <laughs> Weird picks, Mike. Weird oh, picks. Oh, I'm out there, man. <laughs> And I'm willing to <laughs> spread that question to the other two. Any specific chains that you would give five forks while we're here? I've done it. I did. I gave five forks to Morton's Steakhouse because it's That's right, so yeah. good. It's it's a fancy. I mean, it's weird that it's a chain, but it's like the best possible food I could ever eat. So I gave a five, baby. <laughs> and that's probably why you chose it, right? Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I said, "What's the most expensive possible option?" Man, you know what was the best? Uh, oh, like my first of all, my five fork restaurants are nothing like amazing, like In and Out would probably be the one that comes to mind. Oh, yeah, that's but a good one. M- Mitch took me to um god, what's the what's the um the cook it at the table place? You know the Benihana. place. Benihana. Benihana. Like I wasn't even the guest, but he had to go to Benihana and he was like, "You want to go?" And I was I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so in the middle of the day, we went out and I I got like, you know, $150 lunch. <laughs> we was like trying all this different shit. The fucking best. Those guys rule. Wait a minute. That place is Didn't great. We, we did uh, we did um, Ben and Jerry's on uh, with them once. Oh, did yeah. Did I not give yeah. that five spoonfuls or whatever? I think you're, you notoriously rate pretty low, Mike. <laughs> well, yeah. you're, you're, st- you're hard. But also, the problem with that I was... I should have given that five. We all love... We love Ben and Jerry's, but I think on that day we realized that the scoop shop is maybe... Not as necessary because the thrill of a nice pint in your yeah, freezer yeah, yeah. is one thing, but like going to the scoop shop and getting their weird Sunday was a little. Put bit a pint silly. in your freezer, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ben. He's Jerry. Put a pint up your ass. I'm Ben. He's Jerry. Who cares? Put a pint in your freezer. <laughs> well, there's there's probably some like Ben and Jerry's pride because all of you, at least one of you is from no, not Vermont, New Hampshire, but y'all are yep. all from the Northeast, close to the Ben yeah. and Jerry's home, right? Uh, yeah, my yeah, we're I had a, when I was at my my family had a summer house in Vermont. Uh, it's very close to my. I home. was uh, born in an ice cream shop, and my bassinet was a waffle cone. 
I knew it. I knew it. I was just setting it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Bassinet. <laughs> My little well, baby um, is there anything you want to impart uh, to the uh, Comfort Monk listeners that I haven't covered? Keep supporting art. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Tim and I could, yeah, that, that's Tim good. And I, I could like not it. be more disparate, different in that opinion. <laughs> do, do not support the arts. Put your okay, money, donate it. money to science. <laughs> arts versus science. Arts versus science. Well, what? Well, no, what's something we could tell them that would actually help us? How about uh, rate and review? We yeah, don't rate that type of thing. We've never follow yeah. us on yeah. Twitter and the reviews. gram. We're having a lot of fun on there. Paradiso. Yeah. Paradiso. Oh, yes. <laughs> listen to Paradiso. Listen to all of them right in order with the lights off. Yeah. If you listen to them yeah. in order, you'll hear uh, each song in order. <laughs> <laughs> Do they line up with any movies? Uh, Most every every single one. I knew it. <laughs> we yeah. we just tried it with uh, we tried Paradiso with Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it works great. <laughs> we did. Uh, we were gonna do a movie for Tenant or do a song for Tenant, but um, I don't know. We didn't think it was ever gonna come out. And we we're like, this might be a whole huge waste of time. So we ended up not doing it. Uh, yeah, Nolan was begging yeah. us, and we we're like, knock it off, Chris. The, the movie. First of all, <laughs> theaters aren't open, so what are you gonna do? And secondly, you won't let anyone look at it, so we don't know what's going on in this movie. <laughs> um, oh, I did remember a couple of questions, some more crowdsourced questions. Nice. Um, yes. Great. This is going back to birthday, boys. Um, how did uh, Bob Odenkirk and Ben Stiller get involved with the IFC show? Oh, uh, good question. If it, do you guys? I feel like we it was pretty uh, organic. <laughs> yeah, the booze. <laughs> we, we, we were tried. talking to Tim. You sound like my. We lunch tried to order. woo Bob. <laughs> you're you're mad at, that you ate an organic lunch? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm thrilled about it. You just sound like it. We were separately. Um, we had met Bob, and he was really cool, and we were doing live shows with him. And then we had sort of separately been pitching to Ben Stiller's company to this producer, Mike Rosenstein, who's our friend and who's great. So uh, then it kind of just all happened. Everything clicked at the same time. Hey, Bob. Hey, Ben. Bing, bang, a boom. Classic Hollywood moment. You want an even more classic yep, Hollywood exactly. moment. So in that Fredonia Fest uh, show I was talking about that was in our backyard, who should stop by but Ben Stiller himself? Oh, wow. Yeah, he came by. That was insane. He, I think was with Rosenstein, uh, Mike Rosenstein, who we just mentioned. He, I think maybe was Stiller was between, like, waiting. I don't really know why he was there. He, he was coming back from, like, the airport Yeah, right, or something. right, right. And, and he kind of was... And by or something. Rosenstein convinced him to like, hey, we should stop by the birthday boy's <laughs> yeah. house. And it was like a, an all-day party that he showed up during the day. So uh, it was kind of sparse. I think we you know, were on stage. Like, <laughs> I think we were on stage when he got there, though. He heard like, yeah. shake it off. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. I remember Mike came up and he was just like, hey, when you're done, uh, Ben wants to say hi. And I thought he meant another Ben, definitely, because it, it, in no in no circumstance when somebody says Ben to me, do I think Ben Stiller? <laughs> I said that or, or Mike Rosenstein. Oh, Rosenstein, okay. and then uh, it was crazy because like that house was not fit for uh, <laughs> for, for for Stiller. Like like was... the the deck had planks that were like missing and like and like you know shitty DIY like patches. 
Uh, it was it was yeah. not it was safe. fully like the almost famous uh, when uh, when the rock star goes to the the party and it was oh, like I'm the king of the, the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, that that was our moment like that. Uh, ben Stiller being a cool guy walking to the house party. But it was I think we had just uh, we had just been told we could make the pilot for the show right, and so right. he was kind of in in the world. It was kind of he wanted to uh, come over and be a nice guy and meet us. And I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that timing bec- that we had just been told about the pilot because I think at the time my <laughs> eyes had turned a dollar sign. <laughs> well, I do remember walking up to him. Uh, Mike was uh, introducing me, and right before under his breath, he was like, I made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, one, one last miscellaneous question. Um, what 90s comedy uh, influenced you? Ooh. Oh, influence the Sloppy Boys? It, yeah. Um, sloppy Boys. Interesting. I don't know where that's... I'm not sure exactly the uh, inspiration for that question, but I, I thought I'd ask it. Interesting. For, for the music of the Sloppy well, Boys? Sure. Well... <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I Birthday just, Boys, Sloppy Boys. Well, we're boys. all... We like, uh, we like the Simpsons. We like the Simpsons and Seinfeld and, and like Chris Farley, Adam Sandler type SNL as our 90s comedy, but... There's got to be something that. In, how about Adam Sandler's album, huh? Yeah, yeah right. I'm pretty good. That. Um, I can hear. I like you know like that song like like medium pace. That's a uh, that's it's it's funny, but it's also you could give it a few well, listens. And I always like Sandler because his voice he's he has a good voice, and uh, I think it's it's so funny because he can play the guy who's like the Shabba Doobie guy, but then he can also like have a good <laughs> singing voice. Grow old with me, or, uh, right? He, it looks like a sweet. Did you ever see his ones? <laughs> the dog brought. <laughs> I out. have to ask who let the dog out. Who, who, who? I never yeah, thought I'd dude. actually need to use that. God, you're honestly starting to remind me of the Baja man at this point. <laughs> yeah. That what just happened? Well, there? that dog did, went nuts. <laughs> I guess somebody came in the house. The dogs just... Somebody came excited. in the house. They're, they're showing me a <laughs> knife. <laughs> I don't seem to yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here not on my own volition. Please help me, etc. <laughs> if not, I'm going to call the dog gadger and get that dog taken to the pound yeah. right away. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you would hate that, wouldn't you? Admit, admit that you would hate that if I did that. I would feel guilty. I would feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Sloppy Boys, uh, just wanted to say thank you, Paradiso. On my own personal whiny level, uh, Paradiso came out like three days before my birthday. Hey. You know, it's a it's a bummer Ooh. time to have a birthday, yeah, sure. but uh, Paradiso yeah, sure. pulled me through. Great. And I appreciate it. Happy oh, hell what, yeah. What, 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 you got to tell us now. What songs do you like? What are you dancing to? Well, oh, yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. I mean... Master Bong Ripper, of course. Yeah, that it, yeah. Sure. He, he gets. Eddie gets it. <laughs> he gets yeah, it. Yeah, baby. Board. Um, and the Eddie. Actually, Eddie has been hating all of this, and then he just <laughs> liked that he one. Just, song. He just lit up. He lit up like a Christmas tree back <laughs> that there. That was the moment. This is what he's been waiting for. He's mad. I did not talk about Master Bong Ripper yet. Yeah, you know, actually, my my wife just walked in, and that's why the dogs freaked out. And when oh. I texted her that y'all were going to be on the show, she just texted me back, medium-sized Reginald. Ah! <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, oh, all right. <laughs> I had no idea. It just worked out beautifully. Just worked out beautifully. That is a very, that's a good little uh, uh, birthday pull. Yeah. 
For the eagle-eyed um, viewer. <laughs> she's a real fan. You guys That's, are posing, but she's the real deal. You guys are like, what's the latest? What's the latest? <laughs> what's the latest? Somewhere. Hey, hey, hey great to meet what's you. up? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's the fucking birthday voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we could do without the language. Yeah, yeah sorry. Ooh, this, we're throwing this episode out now. Yeah, lean into that. Right I'm too trash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh, want to say thanks again. This is, especially now, Paradiso is very important. Just, you know, there's a lot of sad stuff going on in the world. You need a little light and... I appreciate y'all brought that light. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I like when uh, some people told us that too. So that sounds good that people are, or feels good that people are like, "Hey, this all sucks, but this is a nice, funny little party album." Yeah, yeah it's it's funny that we with, when we were dealing with the cover out the uh, album cover, <laughs> we knew we knew we wanted it to be like lofty, yeah, in a way like biblical or or like you know classical or whatever, and then we we. Uh, one of the ideas was sort of like, oh, maybe a Garden of Eden thing. And then as we were all like shut in for months at a time, we're like, oh, it would be great if we had just like a beautiful outdoor scene <laughs> <laughs> as, as the cover Brilliant. for our like essentially our COVID album is like called <laughs> Paradiso. In there, yeah. yeah. So the, co- the cover idea came after COVID started. Well, it was like we were already sort of heading in that direction, and then I think we were just like doubly excited when it was like, man, if we could have like a beautiful, lush outdoor thing, because that's what everybody wants. Now that now that we're like all uh, beaten into submission by quarantine, right? Well, sloppy boys, um, I think that's about it. I just want to say that each of you is one hell of a dude and <laughs> y'all are lovely thanks for uh, thanks for having us you two us of dudes too oh thanks <laughs> yeah stop <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah thank you thanks, thanks for, for having us, us Brett. And, uh, thank you great take care of that dog <laughs> all right um i guess that about does should i yeah. should i stop my record uh yeah some tags on there. This has been a Comfort Monk production. <laughs> <laughs>